What are you good at? I mean, what talents do you have? What skills have you developed? You might say, Nicola, I've been around a long while and know exactly what my talents and skills are. But do you really? What about those you don't know you have, that maybe only others see, or things you've not even tried yet, but you could be really talented at? Today we'll delve into what exactly talents and skills are, why identifying your key talents and skills and uncovering your hidden superpowers is so essential to your career and life change project, and most importantly, how exactly you can go about finding them. So stick around, we've got a lot to talk about. I'm Nicola O'Hara, and I made the leap from a successful corporate career as a leader in learning, development and recruitment to launch my dream business and haven't looked back. Every week, we'll bring you step-by-step strategies, essential knowledge and tools, and share inspirational stories and practical tips so you are ready to take your leap to a career and life you love. This is the Powering Your Passion podcast. Hi, and welcome to part two of this four-part series to help you find your burning passion. If you missed the first part, episode three, it's best to go back and listen to it now. But if you'd prefer not to, it's fine, as everything I'm talking about today is relevant, even if you're not really following the burning passion formula. In this episode, we're talking talent and skills, why they're important when working out what your burning passion is, and for success in general. Because even if something truly lights you up, unfortunately, it's less likely to bring you success if you do not have the innate talents or learned skills that align with it or at the very least have the potential to develop them with the right coaching, knowledge, development and training. Now, in my years as a learning and development specialist and recruiter, I've seen people getting confused over the difference between talents and skills. They're often used interchangeably. So let's go back to basics for a moment and get clear on exactly what we're talking about. Sorry if it feels a bit back to school for some of you. Let's start with talents. Well, your talents come to you naturally. They are your superpowers. They are gifts you were born with and you are just great at without trying too hard. They can be physical gifts like speed or flexibility, natural ability in sports or in the arts, or more mind-focused attributes like leadership, organisational ability, and inspiring trust, or practical ability such as being able to grasp technology easily or maybe having an eye for design. Your skills, on the other hand, are the abilities you've learned from school, further education, or on the job at work. They're perfected through training, experience, and practice over time. Skills can be developed if you want to put in the time and effort, but it's important that you do want to do the work to develop them. How long you have to practice those skills and how much effort you have to put in really depends on how much natural ability or talent you have related to that skill. Your skills don't have to be related to your talents. You may have had to develop skills in an area you have no talent in because it's part of your job. Like you may have no affinity with, I don't know, um, spreadsheets and numbers. This is definitely me. But you'll learn the skills to ensure you can do the aspects of your job because you have to. Whereas if you have a natural talent for numbers, learning how to use complicated aspects of Excel or how to analyse complex numerical data will come to you much faster and you will expend far less energy. In other words, the energy expended and time spent perfecting it is higher when learning a skill that is not related to a talent. Developing skills can sometimes make up for lack of talent in a certain thing, but the path is much harder. Think back to school. 
There was always that annoying person who does not do much study at all, but still manages to sail through their exams, while you have to put in loads of hours studying, and maybe still don't even make the same grade. That said, just because you have a talent for something does not mean you can be lazy and don't need to work on it. Sometimes people willing to put in the time and energy to learn the skills will outstrip you if you don't put any effort in. The talent definitely gives you an advantage, a step up, but you still need to put the work in to develop it and work on the associated skills. So if you have a natural ability for public speaking, you still need to learn the techniques and methods to develop that talent and the skills connected to it to become really successful. Barack Obama is a natural charismatic and engaging person. You can see that in interviews and off-duty moments. However, when he's public speaking, you can clearly see the methods and techniques he's using to engage further with his audience, such as side-to-side eye contact, use of gesticulation, pacing and intonation. He has improved on his natural talent. So he's now well-known as a great orator, so much so that whenever I was attending anything regarding public speaking or when I'm delivering training programs myself on presentation skills, he was always someone that came up when you ask who's a great orator. A lot of people would say Barack Obama. Sometimes, though, you're not even aware of a talent because they are so natural to you. You don't really consider them talents. They're just part of you until you discover them by accident or because somebody else tells you. Or perhaps you've never had the opportunity to try something to know if you're talented at it or not. So if you've never managed a team or created a strategy or written a book or painted a landscape, you'll not know if you could be good at them. You may have an idea, but you'll not know for sure. So many people go through life confined to just one path because that was what was expected of them and they did not have the opportunity to discover more about themselves. Often it was drummed into us that some talents did not get the opportunity for a lucrative career, so there was no point developing it or even discovering if you were good at it. Were you in a family, for example, where it's expected to go into professions like law, dentistry, medicine, engineering, banking or science? Or maybe you're expected to go into the family business. Perhaps you're told that creative careers would not bring you the life you want. Now that's great if you have the talents and skills that you want to use in the required career path. But what if you have totally different talents? It will always be harder for you and you could end up a square peg in a round hole and always feeling like you're on the wrong path. Which is why it's so important now, when other career paths and ways of working have opened up to us, that we experiment and try new things. Not only is it enjoyable, but it could open up a whole new path to you. A few years back, I decided to see if I would be good at skiing, as it was not something my family were into and I hadn't tried it. Now, I'm fairly fit and outdoorsy, and I love being outside in the mountains, so I thought this could be, you know, this could be something I could be good at. Unfortunately, I discovered that I'm terrible at it. And I ended up with 10 stitches in my hand after a bout with bravado when I decided to try a slope I was not ready for. And guys, this was a nursery slope. Now you might say I should have persevered. But when everyone in my beginners group graduated and I still could not ski down the smallest slope, I knew I did not have the natural talent. Yes, I'm sure I could get competent with practice. But I was not going to be the natural skier I thought I would be. It was going to be hard work. But I did discover apres ski, which I absolutely loved. More importantly, I had a laugh and discovered something new about myself, and at least I had tried something new. Another time, I thought I would try coding, and discovered it was something I was good at, whereas some of the people in the course struggled. It just all made sense to me. So although I did not want to have that as a career as such, I did discover that I had a natural talent for technology in general. 
sorry, don't hate me if you're not tech-minded, was not just good at the basics, which I already knew, but also could grasp more advanced concepts. It comes relatively easy to me, which was really important when making my decision to start an online business. So get out there and try new things. Experiment in your professional and personal life. You may very well hit on something that changes what you want to do with your life. Okay, let's break this down. There are four reasons why it's essential you're clear on your talents and work with them daily. Number one, make it easy for yourself. The more you're working with your innate talents and associated skills, the the easier it will be for you. You'll expend more energy and enjoy something far less if you're not good at it. Even if it's something that lights you up, you'll eventually come to dislike it if you're forced to continue with limited success or with success with stress and exhaustion. As a hobby, it doesn't really matter. You can stop. But as a career or business, it will quench that light eventually. It's all about pushing against an open door rather than trying to open a locked door that's double bolted. Make it easy on yourself. Next, knowledge is power. Another name for talents are your strengths. Gallup, the research think tank, conducted research on people who use their strengths every day and how it affects their performance and their overall quality of life. Their data show that simply learning what their strengths are makes people 7.8% more productive. Let me just repeat that. Their data show that simply learning what their strengths are make people 7.8% more productive. They also found that building your talents and strengths is far more effective in improving your performance than trying to improve your weaknesses. This means you can benefit more if you use and build on your talents and strengths every day. There's no point trying to get better at things that you're only ever going to be average at. Spend the time on things you're going to be good at. It's also easier to develop the skills related to your innate talent than struggling to get good at something that does not come naturally at all. Number three, set yourself up for success. In his international best-selling book, Thinking Fast and Slow, Daniel Kahneman introduced his equation for success. He said, success equals talent plus luck. Great success equals a little more talent and a lot of luck. So in his view, talent is essential for success, along with the luck, of course. There's no doubt that some element of luck will always play a part, but in my view, if you play to your talents and you work to improve them, you are putting yourself in the best position to be lucky. As the saying goes, the harder you work, the more luck you have. Number four, share your talents with the world. You may have talents or talents that benefit others. This may or may not be important to you, But a natural result in you sharing your talents with the world is that they may do others some good. Think of who you could help or the impact you could have by using your natural talents. Think of all the people out there with hidden talents that could have given more in the world, but but haven't been able to. Imagine if Leonardo da Vinci had never picked up a pencil or paintbrush, or if Mozart had never received a piano, or Marie Curie had not managed to raise funds to study chemistry, or if Martin Luther King had not discovered his talent for inspiring people and public speaking. The world would indeed be a poor place for sure. Okay, so let's talk about how you can identify your own talents and skills. There are three steps, which I'm going to talk you through now. You'll also find them in my free guide, How to Find Your Burning Passion and Ignite Your Career in Life, which I'll tell you about how to download later in the episode. Step one. Take some time to think about all the talents and skills you know you have from every aspect of your life, such as your work, family time, 
friends and relationships and hobbies. Sometimes it's the talents and skills you're using in day-to-day life with your family, how you relate to your friends or what you're pursuing outside of work that are your real superpowers. Write them all down on a piece of paper or a digital device, whatever is your preference. Step two. The next part is the one you may want to avoid, but please don't skip it. The absolute best way to find out where your talents and skills have shone through is to ask others. You may even discover things about yourself you didn't know. So reach out to a selection of family, friends, colleagues, and even clients if you have a good relationship. And this should ideally be done by phone, video call, or in person, but you can email or message if it's the only option. And then ask them one question. From your point of view, what do you think are my top talents and skills? So pretty simple. I have to confess, I dreaded this step the first time I did it. Everyone told me that asking people to give you feedback is the most important step, but I didn't want to put myself out there. Of course, I was used to the usual 360 feedback process you get in corporate life. I was usually the one that was actually involved in running it. But this was different. This was not a company process. This was me asking personally, outside of my role, what people thought of me. Which, you know, makes really feel out of your comfort zone. But I promise what you get back is pure gold. So please go for it. Ask and you'll get back something that you just money can't buy. Okay, step three is based on the exercise, the Jahari window, which was created by psychologists Joseph Luft and Harrington Ingham. And it's really helpful for self-discovery and is generally used in gathering feedback. As you can probably guess, the model is a combination of their first names. Now, I'm not going to go into detail on the Jahari window here, but I will put a link with more info in the show notes so if you're interested in learning more. But we'll use some elements of the Jahari window to categorise the talents and skills you've gathered in the first two steps, so you can narrow them down. For first up, take the things you know you're good at and your friends, family and colleagues also observed. These are clearly your superpowers, so underline or highlight them. You will focus on these and develop them further. Then take the things you're good at, but your friends and family and colleagues did not mention. So these are talents or skills that you've kept hidden because you maybe you don't think they're important or have been fear, fearful of sharing them. You need to think of why that is. What is actually stopping you from sharing? If they're something that relates to what lights you up, then highlight them because you'll need to get comfortable with sharing them. Of course, maybe you're not as good as you think. So in that case, ask some trusted friends or family why they did not mention it. It may be that it just did not come immediately to mind as a top talent or skill of yours, but they do think that you're good at it. If that's the case, highlight or underline them. Think about the things your friends and family and colleagues mentioned, but you did not know you were particularly good at. These are happy surprises. You weren't aware of them, maybe because you did not think of them as talents. So think about them now. And if on reflection you agree with them, highlight or underline. Finally, think about any activities or tasks that you've never tried but always thought about doing. These are not going to be relevant right now, but could be in the future. You will want to experiment with these to find out if they could be something you're good at. Now, for everything you highlighted or underlined, think about if you enjoy it. If it's something you want to develop further and be part of your new career or business direction. For example, if you have a natural talent for organisation, but you really don't enjoy it or have done quite enough of it at this point and don't really want to include it, then don't. Anything you don't enjoy or are tired of doing, then strike it out. There is no rule that you have to use a talent if you don't enjoy it anymore. At the end of following these steps, you should have a full understanding of all the talents and skills you want to take forward 
into your new career and business direction. If you're still stuck, don't worry. Download my free guide, How to Find Your Burning Passion and Ignite Your Career in Life, as it shows you step-by-step what to do, gives you more information, and also gives you a sneak peek into the upcoming episodes in this series. The link will be in the show notes, which you can find in the episode description. You may have now discovered that some of the things you know light you up and are passionate about that unfortunately you don't have a meaningful talent or skill for. Something may light you up, but if you don't have the natural talent or skills, it may be best it remains a hobby and not something you base a career or business on. As I mentioned before, I love singing. It truly lights me up. I would love nothing better than to have a career as a singer. In fact, when I was younger, um, when I was a kid, I wanted to be either an actress or a singer. That's by the by. But I know hand and heart that I'm average at best. I've also been told this, so it's not my imagination. And even with all the training and coaching in the world, I'd never get to a level that I could compete with those with natural talent. Now, you may say that some pop stars are not great singers and still make it. I can certainly think of a few. To that, I would say... To every rule, there are exceptions, and I would argue that that their real talent is their ability to perform, or a talent for persuasion or communication, that talent that overcomes the lack of ability in other areas. So in an office context, if you're not a natural people manager, or not great at public speaking, try and make sure your path is not reliant on those tasks. Now we all have to do things we're not naturally talented at on occasion, But when making a big change like this, it's best to set yourself up with the best chance for success and then arm yourself with tools and weapons you know you can rely on. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening and join me in the next episode. And remember, everyone deserves to live their passion. So get started. This is your time. If you'd like to listen to more episodes, follow or subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google or Stitcher. Or if you're new to podcasts, go to my website, nicolohara.com forward slash podcasts, where you'll find the instructions on what to do.